That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I'm innocent. I would never hurt my wife, Maggie, and I would never hurt my son, Papa. Declarations of love and words of support from strangers for now convicted double murderer Alec Murdoch. What makes someone write to someone they've never met? I've covered a lot of crime stories over the years, and it always gets me thinking about how important it is for all of us to stay safe. Well, there's something that can help you do that. It's this little thing called Palm Pepper Spray. It's a small but mighty self-defense tool. Palm Pepper Spray sprays up to 12 feet in the air using the strongest legal form of pepper spray available. It's safe and easy. You just point it and spray. And if you want to try it, you can get 10% off. Use the promo code LAWCRIME10 at Palm pepperspray.com and remember always call 911 if you or anyone else is in danger thanks for joining us for law and crime sidebar podcast i'm anjanette levy alec murdoch is in a maximum security prison in south carolina following his sentencing for the murders of his wife maggie and son paul murdoch has a prison issued tablet that contains educational materials and a messaging system that allows anyone who signs up to send him a message. And many people have sent messages to Alec Murdoch. Fitz News in South Carolina obtained some of the messages through a Freedom of Information Act request. One message from a woman named Nicolette Kay stated, I think I love you. I think about you all day, every day. Lacey Kay wrote, You don't know me and I don't know you. And I hope this does not come off as weird that I am reaching out to you. I apologize if it does. I'm unable to get you off of my mind. Women sent most of the messages to Alec Murdoch, some just offering words of support and a sympathetic ear. A man wrote and asked Murdoch how he was adjusting to life behind bars. And a Netflix documentary producer also wrote to Alec Murdoch, offering him an enormous platform to share his story. I spoke with Will Folks from Fitz News about all of this. His researcher, Jen Wood, actually obtained these messages. What was your reaction when you first looked at the messages from the various women to Alec Murdoch? Well, I came up in the 1980s, and for me, it kind of took me back to, you know, there's a Jane's Addiction song about Ted Bundy, Nothing Shocking. And that sort of was where my mind first went. And then you think about, um, I don't know if we've got any fans of the Smiths out there, but their song about writing to the the hero imprisoned. And so a lot of people put these these killers on a pedestal. There's a clinical term for it, I think, hebristophilia, this attraction to these famous killers. You know, I don't understand it. Certainly it's a commentary on our society. And I, I think some would even say perhaps it's a commentary on those who are in our business. And I think that's one of the things that's challenging in situations like this. When you cover stories like this, 
it's news, obviously. You have to report on it, but also it's important, I think, and what we try to do is is to balance it with the stories of the victims and survivors of crime, as well as that process of obtaining justice for them. But for me, it was it definitely took me back to some of those. I remember some of those songs in my head about folks who are just obsessed with with killers and establishing relationships with them. It's just one of these one of these weird things. These records do not show that Alec Murdoch responded to any of the people who sent messages to him. And notably, not one of his family members has sent a message to him through this tablet. So what prompts someone, a perfect stranger, particularly women, to message an inmate that they've never met? Yeah, Anjanette, this is such an interesting phenomenon that we're describing here. And I want to start off by saying that it's very unlikely that there is an underlying psychopathology. What I mean by that is that it's unlikely that there's a mental disorder associated with this. However, some research into this, and it's very limited and it's very small in scope, seems to suggest that the women in particular tend to have abuse backgrounds. So whether it's prior marriages or romantic relationships that were abusive or they were abused, you know, by their primary caregivers or something like that, either way, the, the notion of love and romantic relationships has warped for these individuals. And so they're more than willing to engage in nurturing kinds of behaviors, even though they know the individual that they are nurturing and caring for and offering these, these you know, statements of support have committed, you know, in particular violent acts. So I think it's a, such an interesting concept of, of how the empathic part of humanity can come across and maybe even sort of turned on its head a little. Hybristophilia is a term that's out there. It's called, I guess, prison groupie syndrome. Do you see some of this being hybristophilia, this, this classification? Yeah, hybristophilia is such a it's it's a unique concept when it comes to paraphilias, and it's a, it's important to distinguish a paraphilia, which is just sexually deviant behavior, and by deviant I just mean something that's outside of society's norm, versus a paraphilic disorder. Now, this is uh, someone who has an actual mental disorder in which the sexual component has become a real problem and is uh, interfering with the person's day to day life perhaps even boundary crossing, though not always. When we look at hybristophilia, generally speaking, we're seeing individuals who get sexual gratification through uh, a connection with someone who is engaged in a serious boundary violation, rape, potentially murder, uh, sadism, these kinds of things in which boundary crossing is a major component. That's where hybristophilia kind of comes from. Is it possible that some of the women, even, even potentially men who are interacting with inmates are having sexual gratification simply from the, the cross communication that's happening? Sure, but those messages would be very specifically when it, very specific when it comes to the sexual connotation. Just on its surface, offering support or even saying things like I love you and stuff like that, that's not hybristophilia. Alec Murdoch did not make any phone calls for most of the month of March. In fact, after he'd been in prison for about a week, I contacted the Department of Corrections and asked whether or not he'd made any phone calls. I was told he had not. Then on March 23rd, the records indicate that Alec Murdoch tried to place five collect calls. Some were not accepted, others were not allowed. 
And so we thought it was very surprising that he had not made or even really attempted to make any calls. And sure enough, when we got the logs back, you don't see those calls until the very end of of March, you know, the 30, uh, 23rd rather, is when he started making some of those calls or attempting to make those calls. And all of this is done, by the way, on these tablets. Every inmate in the South Carolina Department of Corrections receives a prison-issued tablet. It is vendor based. They've got educational software on there. They can certainly work on their legal appeals if, if that's what they want to do. And there there is limited messaging and phone capability on that tablet. Of course, it's all heavily monitored, heavily regulated. And so inmates who abuse that privilege can find their access to programs and apps on this tablet restricted, or they could, could wind up having it taken away completely from what I'm told. But it, it was incredibly interesting to look at that activity because like you said, there's a lot of incoming, just not any outgoing from Alec Murdoch. So again, I don't know whether or not he's aware that his communications will be monitored and he wants to be very careful what he says, but it's going to be very interesting to follow in subsequent Freedom of Information Act requests, whether or not he starts engaging some of these people. Alec Murdoch will serve his sentence in protective custody until further notice. The prison where he is being housed is not being disclosed for security reasons. And that's it for this edition of Law and Crime Sidebar Podcast. You can listen to and download Sidebar on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always watch it on Law and Crime's YouTube channel. I'm Anjanette Levy, and we will see you next time.